You are listening to Particular Pilgrims, stories from Reformed Baptist history with commentary. I'm your host, Ron Miller, pastor of Covenant Baptist Church of Clarksville, Tennessee, and a longtime student and collector of Particular Baptist history. We're on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. In his sermons, Samuel Medley directly addressed the unconverted. He is sometimes presented as a high Calvinist, and perhaps he was of a sort, although I don't think we have enough sermon material to make that judgment. Being limited to only two specimen sermons is inadequate. But what is clear from those two is that he did did not ignore those outside of Christ. In his association sermon preached at North Wales in 1779, he deliberately speaks to the lost several times. Listen in as he calls them while extolling what he called God's sparing goodness, that is, his long-suffering towards sinners. Ye poor Christless sinner, may you bless God for sparing goodness, that you are yet out of hell, and oh, may a sense of this lead you to true repentance, so that you may bless him for Christ and salvation to all eternity. This presentation of the need and hope of salvation is not in the form of an offer, but it was obviously Medley's sincere hope and desire that those outside of Christ would enter into his salvation. And it's not stretching this portion to characterize it as a call to them to repent. Now, here's a longer selection from the same sermon. Remember, the place preached was an association meeting. So there's a gathering, a large gathering of people here. There's an application made from that in the quote. To poor, careless, Christless, impenitent sinners. Ah, poor souls, was it in my power, and would it do you any good? I could wish to weep tears of blood over you. What a miserable, what a dismal, what a dangerous state and condition are you in. While you are strangers and enemies to God, to Christ, and to your own poor souls, your precious souls, which if lost must to all eternity groan under the irremovable load of your guilt and the unabating sense and feeling of the wrath of God. You can perhaps, as many here this day do, gape and stare, yea, laugh and chatter on this day of an association. But do you not know? Have you never heard of that awful and tremendous day of association, which is coming? I mean the dreadful day of judgment. What will you do in that day of visitation? To whom will you flee for help? Where will you leave your glory? There will be no careless, unconcerned spectators in that solemnity. May the good Spirit of our God quicken and renew your souls and enable you to flee from the wrath to come to a dear, a precious Savior. While you are on mercy's ground and under mercy's sound and within mercy's reach. Amen and Amen. It's obvious from this extract that Medley believed in sovereign grace, that God's Spirit was needed to make a man new and empower him to run to Christ, 
But it's also clear that Medley cared deeply for the lost. He pleads with them here. He warns them. Like the Apostle Paul, he wishes he could do something to save lost Israel. But since that would be ineffective, as a preacher, he shows his hearers their true fallen condition, their certain terrible future in hell, and how their present making light of all this will lead to judgment. It's not hard to see how God used this kind of preaching to lead hundreds savingly to Christ. But Medley was more than a preacher. He was a pastor, and he seems to have taken special delight in his people. It was his habit to pray, study, and write in the early mornings, beginning at 4 a.m., and then he would head out to visit his people. Accounts of them show him to have been an affectionate and sympathizing shepherd to his flock. His prayers and encouragements in these visits are said to have been remembered well after his death. It was also his habit to preach every New Year's Day. Medley's son tells us that once a month his father addressed the congregation in the church vestry on the subject of prayer. This was an informal, warm time where the duty to pray for and help the poor was especially stressed. It was also Medley's habit to, on special occasions, speak in his people's homes, usually from a scripture text, to help them to respond to unusual times of either joy or sorrow. But Medley labored for more than his congregation and at more than his sermons. Because of his own time spent at sea, and because Liverpool was a great port, he pursued sailors with the gospel. Some attended his preaching, of course, but he interacted with others in the streets or preached to them in special meetings, organized just for that purpose. We know of one sermon to them when he spoke of Paul's shipwreck from Acts 27. In it, he warned the men of, quote, a greater shipwreck, a greater deliverance, and a greater mercy of being saved from sinking into hell. But if Samuel Medley is remembered today, it generally isn't for any of these things. Rather, it is for his poems and hymns. He wrote poetry for many occasions. Some were for special events in the church or his personal life. For example, he wrote on the death of an infant, on the loss of the wife of a church member, on the occasion of an elderly deacon who fell from his horse. One poem was penned for the hap happy launch of a ship in Liverpool. At other times, he wrote for his own pleasure and devotional benefit. Sometimes his letters to friends were even in poetic form. Some of these were as seemingly trivial as a thank you for gifts of food. His biographer, Benjamin Ramsbottom mentions that he once received salted fish and 12 bottles of cider from America. In his poetic reply, acknowledging the gift, he was constrained to make clear his hatred of rebellion, including the revolt of the American colonies. Medley was one of the few British or American particular Baptists who sided with the British government in that conflict. 
Medley finished his fruitful 25-year-plus ministry for Christ in Liverpool on July 17, 1799. His death was a slow and painful one, coming by what was then called dropsy. Today, we would call that edema. It's the abnormal collection of too much fluid in the body. Heart failure is often the cause, but several other conditions may lead to it, including liver and kidney failure. Because his death came on over months, he spoke when he could to his family and friends. They wrote down some of his words. These included such gems as, Jesus, whom I have so long recommended to poor sinners, is my only comfort in my dying hours. His salvation is in every way perfect and complete. Remember, I die no Arminian, Socinian, or Arian. I die a poor sinner, saved by sovereign, rich, and free mercy. His last words were said to be, Glory! Glory! Home! Home! He wrote his own epitaph, which reads, Samuel Medley, a most unworthy preacher of the gospel, formerly pastor of this Church of Christ, by nature and practice a great sinner. But redeemed by grace and the blood of the Savior, has here laid down his body, waiting for the bright and morning star. Come then, Lord Jesus. Next time we will look at some of Samuel Medley's excellent hymnody. Thank you for listening today. This is Ron the Baptist wishing you grace and peace. Thank you.